Welcome to the Ocean and Me podcast. I am your host, Caroline. Let's jump into the waves of today's episode. This episode was recorded on phone, so warning for audio issues. Today, my guest is someone who started his own camp to teach it to teach kids how to surf. He started surfing when he was a teenager, and he spent most of his life teaching kids how to surf. He is known as Big Dog, but everybody give a warm welcome to Ian Glover. How are you doing today? Oh, hey, good, Caroline. Nice to talk to you finally. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. God, how long has it been since we talked? Um, two years, maybe. Oh my God, that is insane. I know. Uh, so what, what grade are you in now? I'm a junior, but I'm going to be a senior next year. Oh, heck yeah. Senior year. And you're going to be back in person, right? Yeah, we're actually back in person now. Good. Yeah, Good. so people don't know about this, but I went to Big Dog Surf Camp at the age of 10. And Big Dog was one of my mentors. Yeah, God, you are one of everyone's favorite campers. Um, your attitude was so unique and that you were just so honest with your feelings. And like, if it was too cold or you really wanted to serve, I just loved how well you showed that. And, and you let everybody around, you know, be like, oh my God, I'm so stoked out here. This is awesome. You know, it's like, I really loved how expressive you were. Yeah. I wish I was 10 again, so I could be a um, <laughs> camper at Big Dog Surf Camp again. Don't we all? Talk we're going to talk about Big Dog Surf Camp in just a minute. But first, I want to dive into your early beginnings as a surfer. Like, I learned that you started surfing when you were a teenager. Is that correct? That is. I first took a surf lesson in Hawaii when I was 12 years old. Um, kind of like how we do at camp, you know, pushed in on a big foam board. Um, and I really liked how that felt. But I was too scared to surf back here in California, like in Marin. Mm -hmm. thought it was too cold. I was scared of sharks. It's also hard to get to the beach, you know, unless you're lucky yeah. enough to live at like Stinson or something. Yeah. So and not until I was just about 16, 15, and some of my buddies had turned 16. And so I was able to get rides to the beach. And I was just like, oh, my God, I want I want to do what these guys are doing. My friends were surfing already, and they looked happy and tan and seemed like popular and girls were interested in them. So <laughs> I was like, I want to do that. I want to do what they're doing. So you get so, yeah. so you learn to surf around here in Marin. Yeah, yeah, the actually, beach. right out at Muir Beach, where we would go. <laughs> That's so. I guess I that kind of makes sense on why one of the locations that we focus on at yeah. Big Dog Surf Camp is at Muir and a little bit of Bolinas. And when people ask me, um, "Hey, I was thinking about surfing. Where do you think is the best place to go?" They always say Bolinas, but I always say Muir is the best because. Their waves are a little bit challenging, but not too challenging for beginners. And they're like, so it's like a perfect location to learn how to surf. Right. It's closer of a drive. Um, there's no other surfers in the water, which mm -hmm. is like a big deal. Yeah. And there's not a really long paddle out. So, you know, you, yeah. that's what I like. you can just walk out there and practice jumping up on waves. Yeah. And with Stinson, it's a little bit more rougher. Like the currents are like really cold yeah. and it's like super tough. And when kids say, um, 
why don't you try Stinson? I say, no, that's for advanced surfers. I would try Muir first and go Stinson. Yeah, yeah, I guess certain days. Yeah, yeah, good call. <laughs> so what did you, how did it feel like when you were getting on that, when you were getting in the feeling of, oh my God, I love surfing. Did you feel like you had like a connection with the ocean? Yeah, yeah, it was like, it was instantaneous, like all the fears and stuff and like negative thoughts of like, I can't surf. Um, I'm scared of all the stuff in the water and whatnot. The second I stood up on a wave, all of that went away. And like, mm -hmm. I just felt so just balanced and comfortable, Yeah, which was, you know, kind of a hard feeling to have when you're a teenager, you know, you're growing you're figuring out who your friends are worried about school but the second I stood up on a surfboard I was like oh my god nothing else matters this is home so you just feel at peace you are not worrying about anything you're just riding the wave and just see how it goes yeah yeah I really like that feeling now is it true that you all I read online on your official website for big dog surf camp that you actually taught a few of your family members how to surf is that true yeah, not as well as I wish I did. I always want, you know, I took my brother like once. Um, he never, I, I wanted to take him more. I, I've taken my nieces. Um, but yeah, I just kind of mostly, it was mostly like friends of my brothers and stuff. My brother never really wanted to surf with me. It sucked. I really wish he would. I can relate to that a little bit because when I try to like convince my mom or my sister or my brother to say, Hey, maybe I should take, take you mirror and like, we can go surf. And they were like, no, I'm going to stay on the beach and just read my book. I'll just watch you. Yeah. 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 I know the feeling. Not everybody gets it. But do you had, I, I heard that you mentioned your nieces. Did you have any success with them to teach them how to surf? I thought so. I thought they were good, but they, they seem to be just still more scared of it than loving it. You know, yeah. even though they got up and got a good ride, they, it didn't override the fear like it did with me, you know, and, yeah. and so on. Well, yeah, well, people are different in some ways and it might take a lot more, um, surfing or like a lot more training to get some people like really hooked on surfing. I think True. Yeah. Okay. So do you have any like crazy surf sto surfing stories? I never get to ask you this when I was at camp. So I really want to know. Um, I mean, I, yeah, one of the rad things about surfing is the places it takes you and the people you meet, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, it kind of takes you out of your comfort zone because you want to get that feeling of, you know, catching a good wave. So you end up kind of traveling maybe out of your comfort zone and, mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that. And so some crazy stories. Yeah. Driving deep down into Mexico, we did some crazy things. Like I crashed my buddy's Jeep with yeah. all of our surfboards on it. I was driving it at night. Don't ever drive at night in Mexico. And, um, and, and one of the cool things he was a surfer buddy of mine, a little bit older. Mm -hmm. And I looked up to him and he was moving down to Mexico and I, he fell asleep. And so I took over driving and 
I drove off the highway in the middle of the desert somewhere. And all of his surfboards, his Jeep was totaled. All of his stuff was off spread all over the place. And he just kind of like came to and the dust settled and was like, oh, oh man, can't believe you didn't flip us, dude. That was good driving. And was like <laughs> so happy and cheery about it. I was just like, oh my God, you're the definition of cool. That is the coolest response I could ever imagine of that situation. So that's kind of one of my favorite, you know, it doesn't really pertain to do with surfing immediately, but it's that attitude of being a cool surfer, which he totally embodied to me. Yeah. And I've always tried to kind of like emulate. Yeah. I definitely think that story definitely makes you the coolest person on earth. <laughs> <laughs> he was, yeah, he's really cool. Yeah. So you're the founder. Let's talk a little bit about Big Dog Surf Camp. You are the, <laughs> also the founder of Big Dog Surf Camp. Could you tell a little bit, the audience, a little bit more about your camp? Like, what, sure. what is it? Like, um, um, what's the main it, idea? You know, other people have, have done surf camps and stuff. And I had worked at, at different surf camps in my early 20s. And, um, and then my, my, my buddies started the Proof Lab Surf Shop. And they were like, hey, why don't you run a surf camp for us out of here? And so that's, I was like, okay, big dog surf camp. And I basically wanted to just, I, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a thing. I just wanted to kind of create a summer day of how, of like what I would want, you know, like hanging with friends, goofing around, playing soccer, frisbee, surfing, eating, sharing food. Um, maybe going for a dip in some freshwater pool after and getting yeah. some ice cream. That's just like my perfect summer day. And so it's like whoever wanted to join and, and, and do that, be my guest. You know, I, I never really promise I'll make a good surfer out of anybody, but you promise that you'll have a good time, you know, and it seems to work. A lot of people like it and keep coming back. Yeah. And I feel like if they're like, big dog surf camp alums like myself they would definitely agree because I remember like when I was like 10 11 12 like those like big dog surf camp days were probably like the, the best days of my summer because I had so much fun <laughs> I could see your reaction I had so much fun um jumping into the ocean surfing meeting new friends playing cookie trivia which I never got one a single question <laughs> and just eating ice cream and just like saying like what was our best part of the day like it was it was probably like so much fun and it was like so unique and it was just like the best thing like a like a little young kid could ever ask for for a summer vacation that's so, good to hear thank you I applaud you um what, so what what like, do you remember how you felt before you started camp and then how you felt after? Like, were you nervous going into it? Hmm. That's a, actually a really interesting question. Um, God, it's been so long. I think I was, I think I was mostly excited, but I think a part of me was just like a tiny bit nervous because I was... 10 years old and I think that was the time where like later like earlier that year I moved to California California permanently and I didn't like know I don't know if I knew a lot of people um around that time but I do remember feeling like a little bit nervous 
um, because I don't know if like I'll find like a crowd, but I felt like the camp was like so accepting and like so much fun that those nerves kind of like got away from me. And, um, and it just felt so much fun. I met tons of new people. The coach, the coaches were so much um, fun and so nice. And I really enjoyed every second of it. And, Ah. and I got to learn how to surf, which made my passion about the ocean so Mm. much stronger. So thank you again. Yeah. I, I guess there might, and also, I think there might be some people in the audience who are thinking about starting their own summer camp, but they don't know how to start, like don't know how to like start the process of creating a summer camp for I for either personal purposes or for like environmental reasons. So, right. What? How did you start Big Dog Surf uh-huh. Camp? what was the process like well it was fortunate that my good friends had that surf shop which was a hub Mm -hmm. for people coming in asking about surf Mm -hmm. lessons or whatever um it also helped that i was doing substitute teaching and meeting a lot of kids and parents and um getting my name in the community that way um and then i i think it's it got successful because I really just stayed to what I was passionate about which was meeting new people making fun new experiences happen and uh and surfing so I just um so I guess any kind of suggestions for people trying to do that I would say do what your passion is um and if you really love doing something people around Mm -hmm. you will gravitate towards that and they'll really love it too yeah I definitely agree with that so if you're like really passionate about like a certain environmental issue or like ocean conservation or if it's like something about like you're just passionate about hey I love meeting new people why don't we just start like a summer camp so we can like hang out and just have fun as long I totally agree that you should stay passionate and with that passion you can make a camp and it'll be like a really great camp that I totally think that's great advice. Thank you, Big Dog. I also have like one more question about Big Dog Surf Camp. So obviously the important lesson that Big Dog Surf Camp teaches is teaching kids how to surf. Is there any other lessons that you teach kids like maybe growing a connection to the ocean or at least respecting the ocean? Um. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's my hopes that um, it harbors a, like a fond memory, at least with Mm -hmm. nature and the ocean. And so if kids grow up, and even if they don't stay with surfing, at least they're gonna remember like, oh my god, it was so nice that we were able to go to a clean beach and surf when I was a kid. I want to make sure that my kids have something like that, you know, and so hopefully they're gonna, you know, help people make smarter decisions even if they don't stay in the water every day um but another reason i i i kind of want to just stress more that i want kids to pay attention to like how things really feel 
Mm-hmm. And so like when, when kids will catch a wave and, you know, and it's a good ride, but they'll paddle up to be like, big dog, big dog, did you see that? Like, did, did I do good? Did I do good? And I'll try and like check in and be like, hey, how did it feel to you? And they'll be like, oh my God, it felt so good. And that's what I really want to focus on is like how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. You know, surfing gave me so much self-confidence that I was able to then take back into school and my personal relationships and my family relationships. Um, it just helped and rippled out with so many other things in my life. I want kids to have that. I want them to have that confidence. And so that's kind of the main goal of it. I also love the environmental aspect of it, but the main goal is I want them to feel good about themselves, like really feel good. I love that. And I noticed that you like take videos of the kids like catching their waves. And I definitely think that also helps them with their self-confidence because they see themselves like catching a wave that they never thought they could catch. And that's like, and I feel like that's so important to them specifically at a really young age because they're like still trying to figure out who they are. And when seeing themselves like catching a really big wave that can help them with their self-confidence so much and could possibly help them create a relationship with the ocean because they realize how much the ocean has kind of like influenced them to um, become like so confident in themselves because they did surfing. Yeah, true, true, exactly, exactly right. I mean, I loved whenever I got a picture of me surfing or I got my dad to come see me surfing or got to show, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, that just, I knew how good that felt. So having the camp and being able to like take photos and videos of kids catching their first wave or their best wave or whatever. Um, I think it's totally important. I like how good it feels and I want other people to feel that. So I love doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we have big dog surf camp and many other surf camps around this country because they're helping kids not only with their self-confidence and also like helping them realize the ocean is beautiful and surfing is like a way to like connect humanity with the ocean. So before we wrap up to our important questions of each episode, I need to ask Big Dog a question that I've been asking myself for seven years. Where did the name Big Dog come from? You know, it kind of came as a joke. Like me and my friends would like call ourselves Big Dog you know, be like, yo, big dog's hungry, you know, and it kind of started sticking with me a little bit more because I'm pretty tall, pretty hairy. And so I think just since I was taller than everybody that I surf with, everyone would be like, yo, big dog. But I kind of branded it myself. I mean, I kept kind of as a joke, I thought it sounded funny to be like, "Eh, call me big dog, please. Thank you. You know, I thought that was kind of silly. And uh, I don't know, it was easier for the kids to remember and uh, just kind of stuck. So like almost as a joke as a war donkey? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you probably, audience, if you don't know about this, Big Dog named me war donkey one day in surf camp. And still to this day, I don't know why he named me that. Um, you know, I, I, I just seen that movie Shrek, I think. Oh, and, and you know how, like the donkey in that is like you name me after a donkey are you kidding me no no but it's like he was just like 
so funny and like always kind of buzzing around Shrek and be like, come on, man, come on, let's do this. I remember this one day you were just like charging out to me, like, big dog, let me get another wave. Yo, big dog, big dog, big dog. And it just reminded me of that Eddie Murphy character from Shrek. Oh my <laughs> I am not that annoying, no. He's not annoying. I mean, it, it, he's wonderful and endearing. And, you know, when I'm out there pushing a ton of kids, you know, I can get a little get away from me water donkey come on but, you know oh, uh, God. it hasn't stuck though no one else calls you that do they well it did stick but for that summer at least <laughs> okay um let's go to our important questions do you think doing big dog surf camp kind of helped you grow a bond or a relationship with the ocean how would you um explain that bond Oh, 100%. Um, being like taking, being responsible for showing the ocean and serving to so many new kids every summer, um, you start to get really sensitive about how it looks and stuff and, and how it feels out there. And so, yeah, it matters. The whole camp really only exists with like a healthy, clean ocean that we can go into. So yeah. it matters big time. It matters big time. So, you know, I'd say I'm like super dependent on a nice, healthy, clean ocean. Yeah. So that kind of like goes with my um, next question. Um, do, what do you think is the biggest issue surrounding the ocean today? Could that be, le could that be leaning to your response a little bit to like pollution or something? Um, right. Well, it sounds like pollution yeah. is um horrible i we don't see it so much around here you know because I, I don't know why really but i guess maybe we have a lot of people that like to help clean it up um but when you go to like a like a tropical country or something like indonesia it, mm -hmm. there's just so much plastic everywhere it's like it looks like a very dire problem and so yeah. it, it's kind of hard to see that up around here um I think that like global warming and like the rising temperature of the oceans mm -hmm. um, is something to worry about. You know, it's another like kind of gradual thing that we don't really see too much around here since the water is always relatively cold. Yeah. So it's like kind of hard to grasp that still. Um, but I've noticed how certain fish, you know, are around or not around. That's kind of scary. And that like happens you know, it's like you can't abalone dive anymore in California. It's like that's a change that's happened just in the last couple of years that is a big, big deal where it used to be a huge part of my, me and my friends' lives. Now it just doesn't exist. Um, and that has to do with global warming, I think, with urchins and seaweed being too in a, a populated. But there's, I don't know, Caroline, there's so many things wrong. Yeah. with the planet right now right yeah. i mean like you know overfishing things then there's like the overpopulation of yeah. beaches and beach towns and stuff i it's a big question it's a big question yeah it's, What's that? it's like yeah. a really big question it's like so hard to like figure out like which issue is affecting the ocean worse because there are yeah. like so many factors yeah yeah i think just being able to pay attention to uh, 
to it uh, to uh, you know i think maybe being being a surfer and being in it on a daily basis mm-hmm. kind of makes you more hyper aware of it which is good so you know more surfers more people are aware of you know how delicate the ocean is yeah we need more surfers in our ocean and that kind of like goes with my next question too man we're like going into it um what do you suggest that the audience should do about um well since we haven't like really narrowed it down to one issue what do you think the audience should do to help the ocean um uh immediately i think of finding a way to like use less plastic yeah um that 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 just seems like so disgusting and horrible that we keep using all these like disposable things that are like never gonna leave our planet earth you know it's like so i think that's one thing to stop like stop the faucet i think to be smarter about the kind of fish mm-hmm. we fish and eat and use um shoot there's so many but i would think watching our trash consumption has to be one of the major priorities right now yeah i remember when we were at big dog surf camp or i remember like before we would pack up or like before we would get our suits on or something you would make every kid pick up like at least three or five pieces of trash on the beach or else no one will get ice cream. Is that true? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and the funny thing about that is like, it would look, the beach would pretty much look clean. Mm -hmm. And so kids would be like, Oh, there's none, but it's crazy how much trash you can pull off a clean beach. I mean, you just dig a little bit and you're like, Whoa, this isn't a rock. This is actually plastic. You know, this is a cigarette, butt. there's just so much trash. I think we just kind of get used to it. Um, so that was always fun seeing how much trash we could pull off of an apparently like clean beach. Yeah. yeah. And also kind of like really like teaches kids how, um, how much trash there's like on the beach and that's, and how it could really affect the ecosystem, like near the ocean and on the beach environment. So yeah. Like it's important to pick up trash. Don't you agree? Yes. <laughs> okay. So my next question is. What kind of role do you think the ocean has with um, Earth and humanity? Like, do you think the ocean like has like a respectful um, relationship with humanity, or do you think like humanity kind of like um, just? I don't think we're doing it. I don't think we're really like doing doing the ocean right. No, you know, it just doesn't look like we're we're treating it that well. It is so big and vast. I think we take it for granted. And um, yeah, we're not doing that well with it. I don't think. Do you hope that like soon, soon society will realize how much we take the ocean for granted and maybe like, and maybe like realize that we can help the ocean also help our, help our planet gonna help us yeah. yeah um i don't know what would happen to miraculously do that but yeah i hope we get wise for sure yeah me too hopefully that'll happen soon okay before we wrap up there's so everybody will know from our last episode cassie ha- has said that i'm obsessed with sharks that is true 
which is kind of for, for me as a surfer. <laughs> I'm, yeah, so. What, yeah, what's so your favorite one, shark? Oh, uh, that's a, I will have to say tiger shark. Reasons. <laughs> Why? Reasons? Um, uh, I don't know. Their stripes are pretty cool and their behavior is super cool. Um, yeah, but I was just looking at Big Talk's reaction when I said sharks and he was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I should have said that. But anyways, so one of the reasons why I'm super passionate about the ocean is that I'm passionate about a specific marine mammal. So I want to ask Big Dog, what is your favorite marine mammal? Bird's not a mammal, is it? Is a bird a mammal? <laughs> no, it's not a mammal because they lay eggs, right? Mammals yeah. don't lay. Mm -hmm. I love birds. Um, so the pelican, I love the pelican. I love watching pelicans glide along. They kind of like mm -hmm. almost surf along waves. I love watching that. Um, I like walruses. I, I like walruses, walruses a lot. Yeah. Walruses are cute. Do they, still, do they still exist? Yeah, they do in, in the Arctic. Thank you so much, Big Dog, for being on my podcast. If there are any um, view, uh, listeners who are interested in joining Big Dog Surf Camp, where should they find you? Um, I think we're all booked out this summer. Yeah. Fortunately, unfortunately, but um, bigdogsurfcamp.com. And uh, you could email us from there. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you, Big Dog, for being on my podcast. I had a great conversation with you. And it's been a while. I really I, enjoyed this. Do you have any questions for me, my guests, or about this podcast? You can send in a question by sending in a video message. It's simple. All you have to do is go on the Yoshin Me page on the website Anchor, then click a button that says Message. Then you'll be able to record up to a minute-long message. Then once you're satisfied with your recording, you can click a button that says send this message, then I'll be able to receive your question. Once I get enough questions, I'll dedicate an episode to answering all your guys' questions. Due to any privacy concerns, I will not play the recording on my episode. I'll just repeat your question, then answer it. It's super easy, and I strongly encourage you guys to send me some of your questions. Up oh, and that's the bling. That means it's time to wrap up this episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Big Dog, and I hope to see you again soon on the next episode of The Ocean and Me.